and welcome to episode four of Webway Radio. I'm your host, Kurt, and today we have a very special guest, my wife, Jordan. Hello, everyone. Let's go ahead and jump over to Hobby Progress and Games Played. All right, so let's talk about Games Played. Jordan, what have you played recently? Um, so far, we had a game that we played together, and that kind of created my list for me, my tournament list. Um Kurt and I played a game, he played Drakari, and I played Craft Worlds, and that's the main army that I play, so expecting to win easily, <laughs> it didn't happen that way. I will say it was very close. And so because I was defeated, I made that my mission to use that fire to create a tournament list, and we booked a tournament in Cherokee, North Carolina. Right, and that's the uh, Frontline Gaming Cherokee Open at the end of February. Um, as far as games that I've played, I don't think I've played anything since we recorded last. Um, a lot of planning, a lot of hobbying, but we'll talk about that later. Um, do you have any other games you want to talk about real quick? Um, the one that I played against Shane kind of made me realize the purpose of my army. Um, I wanted to use a more fast attack approach, and I realized that with the fast attack options, I could start with eliminating large enemies or opponents and then secure, securing the objectives later for that. Um, so that kind of helped me with my tactic a little bit. Um, uh, well, I'm sure it was probably nice to play somebody other than me for a change. Too. Right. <laughs> um, I realized that I could easily capitalize on secondary objectives because of the psychic powers that the Eldar have, it helps to do that. Right, and you've got some fantastic secondaries. Uh, I'm not going to go over them now, but I know the one that you use quite often, you scored a lot of points with it. Definitely make up some ground with that. All right, um, how about uh, hobby purchases? Have you purchased anything recently? I haven't. Um, uh, I recently purchased a War Walker. To complete my 2,000-point tournament list, we went back and forth on purchasing it or not just because we're trying to limit our purchases since we booked the Cherokee Open, and it's rather expensive. So I went back and looked at replacing the two War Walkers that I had on my list with a Wraith Lord and realized that the two War Walkers give me more wounds, and they also give me more weapons, and I can split those that, two, that unit up if I wanted to. Right, so more things to be shot at, not just all your points in one basket. Right. Okay, um, I know I considered purchasing the 3rd edition re-release, um, or the 3rd edition box set. I, I really want those old school Cabalite Warriors, but I I just could not justify the $100 for the box. And I've I've literally got the Space Marine sitting, sitting on a shelf. I can see the land, redder, or the, uh, the land speeder from where I'm sitting. And I, I really just don't need another one. So held off on that one, and I'm sure you're very happy for it. Yes. <laughs> All right, what about uh, hobby progress? What what are you working on? Um, I've actually gotten a lot done with the tournament coming up. We've worked really hard to get our tournament list complete. I've been building this army for a long time, so anything that I can get done feels like a great accomplishment. I learned how to magnetize, so I have magnetized a falcon where we can interchange the weapons as needed. I also magnetized 
the Vipers. Um, I had two Vipers that I assembled and put together and then magnetized those for different gun options. Um, I was able to paint the Vipers in mention and the Falcon and get those based and ready to go. Two of my really good hobby progress that I'm happy with is the 3D printed models that we did. We printed a unit of Wraith Guard. And we printed a unit of Dire Avengers and then the Assurman. And I was really excited the way those turned out. I think we went back and forth on whether to purchase the models or not. And we realized since Craft Worlds is getting a new codex that a lot of these models will be um, rebooted in the near future. And so we, for this tournament, we decided just to do the 3D printed models. And I'm really impressed at how well they came back, especially with the three-foot rule in play and how they turned out after having them painted. I had a little bit of, I don't want to say animosity, but a little. I was a little nervous about painting the Dire Avengers, and then once I saw them completed, I felt a lot better about it. Right, and, and we actually have both of our tournament armies laid on the table right here in front of us, and looking at your Dire Avengers from four feet away, I cannot tell which ones were 3D printed and which ones weren't. Um, but it's it's hard to justify, you know, 60 bucks for a... Uh, a unit of fine cast models when there's new ones coming out within a few months. So we'll, we'll pick them up when they come out. And I think even when I was setting them on the table that I had trouble organizing them into the 3d printed versus the games workshop ones. So oh, they look fantastic on the Wraith guard side of it. They were beautifully printed and they're just minor differences as to what comes in the box. So, yeah, no, they, they look great. Um, as far as what I've been hobbying on, oh my gosh. So I think last time we recorded, I talked about how I'd laid everything out and I made a list of everything that needs to be done for my army to be 100% painted, ready to go for, for the tournament. Um, and as of, was it two days ago, we started working on, or I started working on that list. So I've painted an Archon. I've finished two units of Scourges, or Scourge, I don't, not, probably not plural. Uh, well, it is plural, but it wouldn't have an S. Either way, you're the teacher and you're looking at me funny. So um, let's see. I, I painted up two Venoms. I finished painting a Raider. I finished a unit of Cabalite Warriors to get two units of 10. Um, and I've got four or five witches on the table now uh, waiting to let that ink dry really good before I do anything else with them. So I'm getting it done. I think we've both probably done more hobby progress in the last two months since that, that day you lost very badly. Um, and, uh, yeah. You're, uh, and I think just the addition that we made to the garage and having the space to do that and leave it out and not have to pack it away has really helped us keep on to our hobby progress too. Yes, and, and to have a spot for our table of ultimate gaming that isn't the dining room table, <laughs> um, is nice. We can just leave things out like she said, and, you know, not worry about, you know, the kids or anything else or having to move it because company's coming over. It's, it's great. I think we've played more games that way too, just because we can play a couple turns one night and then the next night finish it up. Exactly. Yep. Or at least set up and get ready and then just, just start the next day. It's, it's pretty great. All right. Any other hobby progress you'd like to talk about? Anything else you've worked on? Anything else you've done? You've tried crazy color schemes you're working on? I'm getting tired of painting bone. I oh my gosh I I can't believe and I I know we've talked about this a lot you don't airbrush the bone color I don't 
three um, layers of one shade, three layers of the mid-tone, and then three layers of the highlight. And Since I've switched to the airbrush paints and I don't have to thin it down, that has sped up the process a little bit, and I can get away with two coats of each one with that paint. Um, it changed. We have started using the Vallejo Gaming Air. Yes, we, we bought the, the rest of the, I guess, the entire line of those paints. As of Christmas morning, I have all of them, including Alien Purple. Thank you again. Yes, stocking stuffer. Um, and since I changed from the Citadel paints, it has sped up the process considerably. I have to admit that I did airbrush and learn how to airbrush the base That's bases right. on my Dire Avengers. I completely forgot we we did that too. So. Yeah, and I'm still a little nervous with the airbrushing part aspect of the hobby I tend to lead more towards brush painting just because that's what I'm comfortable with and I know that I can get those two thin coats down a little bit easier that way um all right well I guess that's going to conclude our hobby progress and we can move on to our main topic our special guest Jordan welcome to the show officially we've been talked about I think every episode in some facet or the other so let's just get into you and what you you've done uh how you got into the hobby, all that fun stuff. So let's start with, uh, well, your introduction to the hobby. We met in July of 2011. Well, that's very specific. (laughs) (laughs) Only chicks remember those things. True. Anyways, I think it was probably about two months into our relationship, you started introducing me to Warhammer. I remember that night. Um, I, I think it was a little deeper into that, though, wasn't it? Uh, or into our relationship. Well, the first one that I watched was at Wesley's, and I think it was around his birthday or a little after. So that would probably uh, be August, September. That's right. That date was coming up. Um, so I think I had to introduce you or at least get you in the know. Um, but if I remember correctly, it was like, hey, I've got this thing I want to show you. I'm kind of into this stuff, um, which felt weird saying it and even talking about it now. I, I, I would hate to know what you were probably thinking. Um, And then I walk over and and start breaking out the Warhammer cases. Um, And you shockingly kind of were into it. So I think I became into it and interested when we had the game that you guys played at Wesley's. I think you were playing Tyranids at the time. And I I don't remember if that was Tyranids or was that Warhammer Fantasy? Because I don't think we were playing 40K. We might have played Warhammer Fantasy. I think it was Fantasy, and that was Tomb Kings. Or that would have been Tomb Kings, rather. And they were, there were probably three couples. One of the significant others of another guy just kind of sat on the couch and played on her phone and didn't really say a whole lot. And that is not my personality. I like to be up and walking around and seeing what everyone else is doing. Um, so I watched that game and I became interested in it. At the time, I wasn't really interested in the warhammer 40k portion of it just because fantasy is more my thing i dig dragons dwarves elves all that stuff all of the fantasy part of it um so my first army was high elves yes and i I think i remember after that gaming evening or, or whatever it was uh i think we were just sitting on the couch or something and i was like all right let's let's pick your army or let's see if any of them kind of stand out to you and we went um, through all the warhammer fantasy armies and I decided on High Elves. Right. The first unit that I painted, I cannot remember what they're called at this time. Uh, 
not the Swordmasters, the Archers. The Archers were like second. Dragon Princes. I'm trying to think of what's painted and what's not because they're all in a box behind us. Yes. I refused to give them away because that was the first army that I started painting. I didn't do really well. Um, YouTube wasn't much of a thing back then, so it was a whole lot of just painted on things with no water and no um, trying to thin it that thick old Citadel paint down. And um, even though they look terrible, I'm still proud of them and <laughs> want to hold on to them. And now I look in front of us and I can see your wet blended like power sores on your Wraith Guard and things like that. And it's just amazing. So you've, you've made a ton of progress. Um, and the High Elves were the winners, huh? And the High Elves were the winners. I'm actually thinking now when and if Warhammer Fantasy comes back out that I want to do a dwarf army. Because after playing Dungeons and Dragons and everything, I kind of dig the chicks with beards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so upon saying that, I've probably played for about 10 years, a little bit less, because I we had to work on building my high elf army before I could even get it on the table. I'm a very visual learner, so I couldn't start with just proxying things. I wanted to start with the codex and work on getting my models on the table. And so we assembled everything straight out of the box, and because I wanted to play. I well, mean, and when you say everything, we picked up the eighth edition starter set which i believe was high elves versus skaven right so we got that and then it just happened to be around christmas when we finally uh decided to to pull the trigger on your army and that's when games workshop did those massive battle boxes and there were probably 10 units in that box um and so that's basically the the entirety of your army is is those two big boxes and we powered through that and i think we got almost everything assembled in about a week Mm -hmm. Just so you could start kind of, you know, getting your movement trays ready and and learning. I think my interest mainly was playing the game, not necessarily hobbying at that point. Right. So, you know, we played fantasy until, I guess, the game died or got killed, mm -hmm. rather. I guess that's probably the better, better way to say that. The last time we bought the new codex for High Elves. When the Phoenixes came out, the Fire and the Fro right. Frost uh, Phoenix. And that was, I think that was the last codex to come out for fantasy, wasn't mm -hmm. it? And then after, probably about six months after that, the game mm -hmm. kind of fizzled out. And there were, were not planning on rebooting it again, which was kind of devastating a little bit. Right. Because our whole hobby group kind of focused on Warhammer right. Fantasy. Fantasy was the game. Um, and I, I guess you kept your high elves. I sold everything. Because I, after that mm -hmm. first book, um, The End Times, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. And I fire sold everything. I had I had a Night Goblin army. I had a Tomb King's army, which was just beautiful. I had a Dark Elf army for a little while. And that's actually how I got into 40K is I, I traded off that Dark Elf army for a just a ton of Space Wolves. And uh, yeah, that's how I transitioned over. And then once the Space Wolves started, it was probably... You were a year before your thirtieth birthday because I remember. Oh, it was it was your thirtieth birthday. We had much before or long before, before that. that. Yeah, it was probably two or three years because it was right around the time fantasy died, which I guess five, maybe six years ago. I, I've it's it's been so long now. I've kind of lost track. I think we've been invested in some form or fashion in Warhammer the entire time we've been together. Right, about a decade, yeah. I know. Even at the apartment, like I had a whole closet just full of boxes and storage and. All sorts of things. So. We didn't play much when we lived at the apartment, but 
Uh, we tried. We I think we went elsewhere and played quite a bit. I remember trying to do demo games on our round kitchen table. That was always exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoved up against the wall because it was so small. Yeah. And we had the... Did we have your battle board then? No, because we got that when we got engaged. Yeah. Remember we took the We trip took our to engagement pictures and we got the battle board then. Right. And, and actually about the battle board, we were going... We were in Gatlinburg and we were just walking around as you do there. Lots of shops and things like that. And we just saw like a a friendly local game store. I think they had a bunch of Magic the Gathering signs and I was like, oh, let's go check it out. And the lady in there was extremely frustrated. Her nephew or someone had convinced her to buy all this Games Workshop stock. And I think at the time it's before New Games Workshop kind of was a thing and you you had to place a minimum first order of $5,000. And nothing was moving because they're in a tourist town. Nobody really goes up there to play 40K. And that was in 2013, and I want to say that's when we made the switch over to 40K, when you bought the battle board. I think so, um, but but oh. she was super frustrated. I just kind of joked, like, you know, I don't even remember how I said it, but I, I said something about being interested in the battle board. It's like, wow, I've never seen one in person. And she was like, hold on, if you buy it right now cash, I'll give it to you for what I paid for it. And I think those retail for like $350. Mm-hmm. I picked it up for 160 and so great. I remember having to carry that like a mile down the road because you had gone to get the car while I was carrying it. Uh, and We were in downtown Gatlinburg. Right. Stop and go traffic the <laughs> whole way. And I'm just hauling this massive, heavy cloth container with the big plastic, you know, battle boards in it. And uh, yeah, wow, that was, that was a crazy day. I want to say that's when you started the Space Wolves around the time, around 2013. Time, right. And I, I think I've pulled that thing out to paint it three or four times uh, we painted one of the boards for your display board years and years ago pre-children and then it got shelved and then i think earlier last year me and shane we primed the whole thing but it, it went back in the, the the box and we just don't play with it as often it's so hard to put together mm-hmm. um takes a little bit of more time since our play time's limited right um but i have realized and i know we've talked about this so you know don't stop me. I printed a bunch of epic scale miniatures, tanks, vehicles, people, and put them on the board just to take some really cool pictures. And I think that is the perfect scale with the hills and the little rocks and stuff. It, it seems perfect for 8mm scale or Titanicus armies, so I'm definitely going to hang on to it. I don't think we would get rid of it just because yeah. in case we do ever get into epic, it's a good thing to have. Oh, I yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what uh what other armies do you play have you played tell me tell me a little bit about your warhammer history when you started playing the space wolves you were trying to get me into 40k what i was a little hesitant um i think i fended you off for a little while and then you finally talked me into sitting down and just looking at the armies to decide which one i wanted i was more drawn to dark eldar at the time Yes, and and they had a much newer model range. Um, But I remember standing in Games Workshop with Robbie, and I was trying to convince you that you didn't want to have to worry about, because back then the power from pain and the pain tokens, and it was was a mess. Complicated army to learn from. Yes, and I think you, I guess, eventually settled on the Eldar. And we, we bought them that day. I think we started with the start collecting box, because back then you could use the... 
Wind Riders as troops. Right. And it, it was, had... Well, no, it was a special box they had put three out. Three so units like of... Six, six bikers and a dude and somebody... I don't remember the exact box. But yeah, it was it was some special box he just happened to still have. Um, and it was a fantastic deal. That's, uh, that's what triggered it. Man, I wish I could have dates on stuff like that. I know. I'm sure if we went back in our Google Photos, we could find when we played the game for the first time. Uh, I'm sure I took a picture of the box and, and all that, too, so... Yeah, it's probably probably out there, but not a right now issue. Um, so the only armies that I've played is High Elves and Eldar. Uh, when you started getting into thirty k a little bit, you wanted me to pick Space Marines, and I have a love hate relationship with Space Marines. I think that I don't know. I just feel like they're really close, and they're all the same, and I don't enjoy the reading the model or reading the books as much as you do and I mean, technically I listen to the books but yes. I'll, I'll let you have that one so I really wanted to start blood angels and then I realized that not all blood angels have wings you were so distraught that day so and I was like tossing back in the forth do I really want to paint red or not and then you say well you can paint them in a different color if you want to but I feel like blood angels need to be red and I settled on salamanders I have one unit done, uh, a couple more put together and assembled. We've got the Indominus box ready to go. We just haven't. I think I've played one. Two games. Two games. Two games with them. Um, so maybe after this tournament, I can kind of shift my goal or hobby progress towards that army. But I'm sure I, I really like the way my Eldar are looking right now just because they're oh, all Oathway and I've found a way to put the Oathway scheme even into the the units that aren't necessarily Wraith units or things like that, like the Dire Avengers, the specialty units. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, I was, I was racking my brain trying to think of what those were called. But I found a way to still bring out that old white color scheme, and I really like it. Oh, you've done very well blending the, the bone into, like, your Dire Avengers and things like that. So While yeah. still holding on to right. what makes them Dire Avengers. They're definitely still blue. And my favorite color is purple. So when I started my High Elves army, I found a way, which was really easy with High Elves just because they're royalty, to oh, yeah. bring in that purple aspect. And um, with the Eldar, I did the same thing. And with the Salamanders, I'm determined to keep some of the purple in um, just as a signature color for my armies. And I had a thought just a second ago while you were talking. You didn't start with Eldar. You had Necrons for the longest time. I sure did. Yep. I forgot about the Necrons. We were going to uh, Murfreesboro with Wesley and Stacy, and I just happened to be on Barter Town, and they were so cheap I couldn't help myself. Yeah. So I, I snatched them up. Uh, and then I think once we played a few games, I didn't like the way that they played right, because they I was looking more for a shooting army fast yeah. attack versus the slow go and... But we held on to that army for up until about a year or two ago, just as a kind of a demo army for people to uh, to play or try, or if they had questions, or somebody just wanted to hang out and, and roll dice. Because we were going to buy the um, the purple inserts for their yes, weapons at yes, the time. The Goss weaponry. I'm so glad they got rid of all of that. I forgot all about the mm -hmm. Necrons. I did too, and they're still sitting on Wesley's shelf considered offering to buy them back at an even lower rate uh, now that I've started assembling the Indomitus Necrons myself. But a lot of Hoping models, to get our six-year-old in the hobby. Oh, yeah. He's he's uh, hook, line, and sinker. He just needs to get a little better at math. <laughs> um, Actually, he's not even six. He's five now. Yeah, five and a half. Soon. <laughs> Soon. 
Um, all right. Well, uh, what do you like or dislike about the hobbies? Or anything specifically that you know you you really enjoy or really hate? What uh, I definitely enjoy playing over the painting and the assembling. I like to get everything on the table and just get down to the playing nitty-gritty of it. I like 8th edition because they have simplified the rules, so there's no comparing weapon skills. There's no comparing ballistic skills. No crazy strength strength and toughness. toughness is (laughs) very much simplified, and that was a big learning curve for me, so I think introducing the people to the hobby, that was a good decision. Of course, yeah, and even the demo games I've played with, like, your nephew and things like that, He, it's just, you know, so much easier to, to do the, you know, strength higher, lower, double. And it's easier to keep up with when you start to play different types of armies. I know we kind of play the same ones with each other and a few people in the community, but not many. Right, and that's that's partly why I have multiple armies myself, just to kind of build a little bit of variety. Because you know, playing the same Space Marine army or the same Space Wolves or the same Drakari probably gets old really quick. So at least I can I can mix it up a little bit with the people I play. And I know that we've talked a lot about getting into the tournament scene or going somewhere to play other than our house. Um, it has been challenging with kids, and I'm glad that we're finally committing to one something. Right. Get her, to get her toes wet. Get us excited about the hobby again. I think since we booked the Cherokee Open, I've done nothing but hobby in my spare time. Right. You've hobbied more in the last 60 days than I think you've hobbied in the last five years. So that's... That is true. Impressive. Same with games. I mean, we've played... You've played four or five four games, games in the last uh, 30, 60 days. So it's nice. Welcome back. which is why we're doing this. Anything else? I think the biggest thing for me is just the challenges. I mean, it's doable with kids, but at the same time, it's, it's hard just because they're still small and they needy (laughs) require a lot of attention right now. It's nap time. So we don't hear a whole lot, but I think I heard footsteps uh, just on the other side of our garage door. Um, So I wouldn't be shocked if any moment you hear a door opening, but uh That is one thing that's also good about having the space because I think with small kids, we can keep everything under lock and key if needed, and that helps a lot. Yes, I know we recently had a three-year-old birthday party, and uh, this is a great overflow space, but not for a bunch of three-year-olds. So I, I kept encouraging the parents to come out here and not necessarily the children due to glass display cases and bookshelves and shelves of models and And we kind of got an adult interested, we hope, in the hobby. Yes. um, That we need to follow up with and just see if he's interested in looking into it. Speaking of getting people interested, did I tell you the drama teacher at the high school uh, is 40K Curious? I think so. Yeah. So He runs uh, the D&D. Yes, he has a D&D group group. during the free period, um, Mondays and Fridays. And uh, super geek like us. Going to start working on him. I think... um, I enjoy doing the club that we did at school. I know that I was pregnant at the time, but... Well, you were pregnant, and I was working an hour and a half away, and I could only make so many. So between me not being able to make all of the sessions and you being out on maternity leave for a long time, um, we did not get a lot of time in. I I feel like we could have done that a lot better. And third graders may not have been the best 
target audience, even though that's what Games Workshop recommended. Fourth graders. Fourth, Fourth graders. graders. Right. But once a week we met for an hour and we taught them the basics of Age of Sigmar. It was right when Age of Sigmar started coming out. Mm-hmm. And we realized that it was an easier play at the time. Yes. And more relevant to the games that they would have played as fourth graders. But too, we, we didn't really want to introduce 40K to a bunch of fourth graders in school. Uh, you know, parents going ballistic on us or doing what parents do sometimes. But I think it might actually work better in high school. Oh, 100%. Once, once COVID calms down, maybe next year, I'm going to see if I can't pull some strings and maybe have an after-school club or something. Because if we can have an esports team, I'm pretty sure we can play 40K once a week. That is true. All right. So that, I think, covers your Warhammer timeline, all that fun stuff. I think stuff. so. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, We do play Dungeons and Dragons. We do. In our spare time. Yes. I have, um, we have a couple friends that get together and play. We try to do it monthly. You started out as the Dungeon Master and... Yes, for a little while there. Fizzled I think I out a little bit. Forever DM and just got burnt on it. But what did we just watch that got me really jazzed to play? The Witcher. Um, the Witcher, yes. So season two. Season two. Has got me excited to run something again. When we started playing, we were looking for different people to have over that we thought we could instill a monthly schedule with. And we came upon of two other couples, two teachers that I worked with. Right. And their husbands. And we started in, where did you take us? Cholt? Uh, we, we were running the Tomb of Annihilation in, in Cholt. And the, the husbands of these teachers had played previously, but not in a long, long time. So it was kind of nice for those guys to be able to get back into it. And then, of course, both of the teachers were pretty enthused to play, too, after after a couple of sessions. But It was new to the females in the group, so we had a little bit of struggling back and forth. I would say that I... I had played a little bit. Right, we had done a couple of a couple of sessions, but not right. something that was continuous. Right, right. We played a lot of one shots with friends previously, and then upon Dungeons and Dragons, we started with another group when we met our Warhammer friend Shane. New campaign, new dungeon master. I actually get to play, uh, which is nice. I would say probably in the past, my favorite player combo that you and I have played is the tabaxi and the trident. Oh, yes. Just because... (laughs) Hated each other in game. (laughs) Being the fish mer person that I was, we argued a lot and played on our characters a whole lot, so... Lots of uh, cat and fish-themed puns, for sure. (laughs) It was neat to kind of get that, and then with that character, it was a triton fighter, and as a teacher, I'm my personality is that I'm a planner and I like everything to be organized and I overthink things. And so Dungeons and Dragons is my way to not have to overthink things. And so I found my love of being an impulsive player. And so my trident wasn't so smart. Um, She trapped or hit every trap that she could get into and she just went for anything and did not bother to check which almost got me killed quite a few times yes I, I think the few times I had to flub some numbers just so we didn't off your character on the very first roll um, 
I think you ran straight into a lightning trap or something that first session. And I was like, are you sure? And the group says, no. And you're like, no, I'm doing it. Something so, that should have killed me. Definitely. You had to um, <laughs> go around that. Right. Um, and then when you started campaigning, I found my love for dwarfs. And my favorite part about creating a new character is their backstory. Um Something that I like about your when you DM is that you require us to have like a paragraph long backstory that we share and bring to the table. And so I got really in, invested in the the lore of dwarves. It's almost like there's a reason I have people try to write a paragraph about who their character is and make them at least do some sort of like backer or. I think that character was the first time that I did research at all on anything D and D related. And it definitely opened my eyes to not just like racism within the fantasy races, but other things as well. The dwarves' demeanor to be overcompetent and... It sounds like we might need to sit down later tonight and watch Lord of the Rings again. <sighs> it's been like a decade. I have a love-hate relationship of Lord of the Rings just because it's very long but I right. feel like that I might enjoy it a little bit more just that was like a few months into our relationship right. and I was like let's watch this 10 hour trilogy um, the fan edits made it a lot better I promise it's better and you made me start with the extended cuts which was oh, I shouldn't have done so that, long I needed to see them again maybe it's time for a rewatch but I like playing the dwarf I like being hearty but short and I also like that impulsiveness and the overconfidence that dwarves have. And that helps me to be someone that I'm not at the table, which is really neat. And I know we've talked about this specifically just in the last week or two. And there was talk of purchasing a beard to wear next time you play a dwarf. <laughs> so I'm so excited to to maybe run a campaign again soon. Yeah. We talked about um, during Halloween that didn't go so well dressing up, but... I hope to get that in soon. Yeah, we'll see what we can work on. If I'm the dungeon master, maybe I don't have to dress up as much. I, I just wasn't about to wear cat ears. During the quarantine, we did probably a little bit via Zoom, which was interesting. I feel like it gave us an out when we were stuck at home and couldn't go anywhere. We were in the process of moving, and Dungeons & Dragons kind of gave us an hour at night where we could be with our friends, even though we couldn't see them face-to-face. Mm -hmm. -face, so. Yeah, I think... For a while, they were playing, what, two, three, four nights a week just yeah, to, to every other get night. together and talk to people besides who was in your house when the pandemic first started. Yes. I wish there was a way we could have figured out how to play Warhammer, but... Uh, there's a way now. <laughs> <laughs> that I might have to learn a little bit later. There are um, tournaments all the time on Tabletop Simulator. It's just a little clunky, but we can... Right. We'll get you there. All right. Anything else? Last uh, last call for notes or talking points? Anything that you specifically want to say or get out there? I am excited about the Eldar Chaos box coming out. Yes. Uh, I guess we can switch over to uh, things that's going on in the community. Um, was, it, was it Christmas Day they announced it? Mm -hmm. um, Eldar and Chaos. Like you said, new Warpsmith, new Chosen, new... Everything in your box knew what's the, the character guy. I, I'm awful at names and what your army has. I don't know off the top of my head what's in it other than the Guardians. I don't, I don't even think it's New Guardians, is it? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so new guardians, new ranger, jet bike unit, and the character person. I don't know that the guardians are in the box. I, I think they're a separate unit. Should have planned this out a little better, but either way. It's three new models for you, two for Chaos. It's It looks awesome. Very exciting. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be splitting a couple of those with Shane. Yeah. Maybe more. We'll see. And I also like the ability to have fast attack troops because that's something that I missed when the Windriders were troops. I felt like that's more of the Eldar stick is moving across the table and and. Um, securing objectives that way and with that being a troop choice that's a whole lot better because with my guardians and they only move six inches it's hard to secure objectives with them and keep them alive at the same time because they're glass cannons i mean they shoot great but yeah can, anything can murder them to the ground very quickly a stiff breeze just knocks them over it's uh, quite unfortunate but i think you're getting a better armor save too if the rumors are correct but we'll we'll see um i with- think with um the reason why I chose Dire Avengers is just that they, with their captain, they have that four plus invulnerable, invulnerable save. Incredible too, especially if you can keep him within six inches of a couple of those units. It, it works out really well. Um, but with the box set, will come a new rule book and new stratagems and point cost and units. I'm, I'm excited for you. I think I'm really struggling with the stratagems right now and utilizing them effectively because I think there's nine that go with Eldar and it's really hard to use and spend your command points with just nine stratagems and using them effectively. It comes with practice too, so we'll we'll get you there. All right. Well, I think that basically wraps up this episode. Thanks for giving us a listen and tune in next time. Mm-hmm.